Parashah number seven. He went out from the complete Jewish Bible translated by David Stern. This is Genesis 28.10. Jacob went out from Beersheba and traveled toward Haran. He came to a certain place and stayed the night there because the sun had set. He took a stone from the place, put it under his head and lay down there to sleep. He dreamt that there before him was a ladder resting on the ground with its top reaching to heaven. And the angels of Adonai were going up and down on it. Then suddenly, Adonai was standing there next to him. And he said, I am Adonai, the God of Abraham, your grandfather, and the God of Isaac, the land on which you are lying, I will give to you and to your descendants. Your descendants will be as numerous as the grains of dust on the earth. You will expand to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. But you and your descendants, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Look, I am with you. I will guard you wherever you go, and I will bring you back into this land, because I won't leave you until I have done what I promised to do. And Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Truly Adonai is in this place. And I didn't know it. Then he became afraid and said, This place is fearsome. This has to be the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. And Jacob got up early in the morning, took the stone he had put his head, put under his head, and set it up as a standing stone, poured olive oil on its top, and named the place Baal, House of God. But the town had originally called, been called Luz. Jacob took this vow. If God will be with me and will guard me on this road that I'm traveling, giving me bread to eat and clothes to wear, so that I return to my father's house in peace, then Adonai will be my God. And this stone, which I have set up as a standing stone, will be God's house. And of everything you give me, I will faithfully return one-tenth to you. Continuing his journey, Jacob came to the land of the people of the east. As he looked, he saw a well in the field, and there were three flocks of sheep lying there next to it, because they watered the sheep from that well. The stone on the well's mouth was large, and only when all the flocks had gathered there would they roll the stone away from the opening of the well and water the sheep. Then they would put the stone back in its place on the well's opening. Jacob said to them, My brothers, where are you from? They answered, We're from Haran. He asked them, Do you know Laban, the grandson of Nacor? They said, We do. He asked them, Are things going well with him? Yes, they answered. And here comes his daughter Rachel with the sheep. He said, Look, there's still plenty of daylight left, and it isn't time to bring the animals home. So water the sheep, then go, and put them out to pasture. They answered, We can't. 
not until all the flocks had been gathered together, and they rolled a stone away from the opening of the well. That's when we water the sheep. While he was still speaking with them, Rachel came with her father's sheep because she took care of them. When Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother, and the sheep of Laban, his mother's brother, Jacob went up and rolled the stone away from the opening of the well and watered the flock of Laban, his mother's brother. Jacob kissed Rachel and wept aloud. Jacob told Rachel that he was her father's relative and that he was Rebekah's son. And she ran and told her father. When Laban heard the news of Jacob's, his sister's son, he ran to meet him, hugged him and kissed him and brought him to his house. Jacob told Laban all that had happened and Laban said to him, you are indeed my own flesh and blood. After Jacob had stayed with him for a whole month, Laban said to him, Why should you work for me for nothing, just because you are my relative? Tell me, how much should I pay you? Now Laban had two daughters. The name of the older was Leah, and the name of the younger was Rachel. Leah's eyes were weak, but Rachel was good-looking with beautiful features. Jacob had fallen in love with Rachel and said, I will work for you seven years in exchange for Rachel, your younger daughter. And Laban answered, Better that I give her to you than to someone else. Stay with me. So Jacob worked seven years for Rachel, and it seemed only a few days to him because he was so much in love with her. Jacob said to Laban, Give me my wife since my time is finished, so that I can start living with her. Laban gathered all the men of the place and gave a banquet. In the evening, he took Leah, his daughter, and brought her to Jacob, and he went in and slept with her. Laban also gave his slave girl, Zilpah, to his daughter, Leah, as a slave girl. In the morning, Jacob saw that he was with Leah. And he said to Laban, What kind of thing is this that you've done to me? Didn't I work for you for Rachel? Why have you deceived me? And Laban answered, In our place, that isn't how it's done. I give the younger daughter before the firstborn. Finish the marriage week of this one, and we'll give you the other one also in exchange for the work you will do for me during yet another seven years. And Jacob agreed to this. So he finished her week, and Laban gave him his daughter Rachel as his wife. Laban also gave to his daughter Rachel his slave girl Bila as her slave girl. So not only did Jacob go in and sleep with Rachel, but he also loved Rachel more than Leah. Then he served Laban another seven years. 
Adonai saw that Leah was unloved, so he made her fertile, while Rachel remained childless. Leah conceived and gave birth to a son, whom she named Reuben. See, a son. For she said, It is because Adonai has seen how humiliated I have been, but how my husband will love me. But now my husband will love me. She conceived again, gave birth to a son, and said, It is because Adonai has heard that I am unloved. Therefore, he has given me this son also. So she named him Simon, means hearing. Once more, she conceived and had a son. She said, Now this time my husband will be joined to me, because I have borne him three sons. Therefore, she named him Levi, which means joining. She conceived yet another and had a son and said, This time I will praise Adonai. Therefore, she named him Judah, which means praise. Then she stopped having children. When Rachel saw that she was not bearing children for Jacob, she envied her sister and said to Jacob, Give me children or I will die. This made Jacob angry at Rachel. He answered, Am I in God's place? He's the one who is denying you children. She said, Here is my na- my maid, Bela. Go sleep with her and let her give birth to a child that will be laid on my knees so that through her I too can build a family. So she gave him Bela, her slave girl, as his wife. And Jacob went in and slept with her. Bela conceived and bore Jacob a son. Rachel said, God has judged in my favor indeed. He has heard me and given me a son. Therefore she called him Dan, which means he judged. Bela, Rachel's slave girl, conceived again and bore Jacob a second son. Rachel said, I have wrestled mightily with my sister and one and called him Naphtali, which means my wrestling. When Leah saw that she had stopped having children, she took Zilpah, her slave girl, and gave her to Jacob as his wife, and Zilpah, Leah's slave girl, bore Jacob a son. And Leah said, Good fortune has come, calling him Gad, which means good fortune. Zilpah, Leah's slave girl, bore Jacob a second son. And Leah said, How happy I am. Women will say I am happy. And called him Asher, which means happy. During the wheat harvest season, Reuben went and found mandrakes in the field and brought them to his mother Leah. Rachel said to Leah, Please give me some of your son's mandrakes so I can be fertile. She answered, Isn't it enough that you have taken away my husband? Do you have to take my son's mandrakes too? And Rachel said, Very well, in exchange for your son's mandrakes, sleep with him tonight. When Jacob came in from the field in that evening, Leah went out to meet him and said, You have to come and sleep with me because I've hired you with my son's mandrakes. So Jacob slept with her that night. 
And God listened to Leah, and she conceived and bore Jacob a fifth son. And Leah said, God has given me my hire, because I gave my slave girl to my husband. So she called him Issachar, which means hire reward. Leah conceived again and bore a sixth son to Jacob. Leah said, God has given me a wonderful gift. Now at last my husband will live with me, since I have borne him six sons. And she called him Zebulun, which means living together. After this, she gave birth to a daughter and named her Dinah. Controversy over rights. Then God took note of Rachel, heeded her prayer, and made her fertile. She conceived and had a son and said, God has taken away my disgrace. She called him Joseph, which means may he add, saying, May Adonai add to me another son. After Rachel had given birth to Joseph, Jacob said to Laban, Send me on my way so that I can return to my own place, to my own country. Let me take my wives for whom I have served you and my children and let me go. You know very well how faithfully I've served you. And Laban answered him, If you regard me favorably, then please listen. I have observed the signs that Adonai has blessed me on account of you. Name your wages, he said, and I will pay them. And Jacob replied, you know how faithfully I have served you and how your livestock have prospered under my care. The few you had before I came have increased substantially, and Adonai has blessed you wherever I went. But now, when will I provide for my own household? Laban said, What should I give you? Nothing, answered Jacob. Just do this one thing for me. Once more I will pasture your flock and take care of it. I will also go through the flock and pick out every speckled, spotted, or brown sheep and every speckled or spotted goat. These and their offspring will be my wages. And I will let my integrity stand as witness against me in the future. When you come to look over the animals constituting my wages, every goat that isn't speckled or spotted, and every sheep that isn't brown will count as stolen by me. And Laban replied, As you have said, so be it. That day, <clears throat> Laban removed the male goats that were streaked or spotted, and all the female goats that were speckled or spotted, everyone with white on it, and all the brown sheep, turned them over to his sons, and put three days' distance between himself and Jacob. Jacob fed the rest of Laban's flocks. Jacob took fresh-cut branches from poplar, almond, and plane trees, and made white streaks on them by peeling off the bark. Then he set the rods he had peeled upright in the watering troughs, 
so that the animals could see them when they came to drink. And since they bred when they came to drink, the animals mated in the sight of the rods and gave birth to speckled, streaked, and spotted young. Jacob divided the lambs and had the animals mate with the speckled and the brown in the flock of Laban. He also kept his own livestock separate and did not have them mixed with Laban's flock. Whenever the hardier animals came into heat, Jacob would set up the rods in the watering troughs so that the animals would see them and conceive in front of them. But he didn't set up the rods in front of the weaker animals. Thus, the more feeble were Laban's and the stronger were Jacob's. In this way, the man became very rich and made large and had large flocks, along with male and female slaves, camels and donkeys. <clears throat> but then he heard that Laban's sons were saying, Jacob has taken away everything that our father once had. It's from what used to belong to our father that he has gotten so rich. He also saw that Laban regarded him differently than before. Adonai said to Jacob, Return to the land of your ancestors, to your kinsmen. I will be with you. So Jacob sent for Rachel and Leah and had them come to the field where his flock was. He said to them, I see by the way your father looks that he feels differently toward me than before. But the God of my father has been with me. You know that I have served your father with all my strength, and that your father has belittled me and has changed my wages ten times. But God did not allow him to do me any damage. If he said, the speckled will be your wages, then all the animals gave birth to speckled young. And if he said, the streak will be your wages, then all the animals gave birth to streaked young. This is how God has taken away your father's animals and given them to me. Once, when the animals were mating, I had a dream. I looked up, and there in front of me, the male goats which mated with the females were streaked, speckled, and molted. Then, in the dream, the angel of God said to me, Jacob, and I replied, here I am. He continued, raise your eyes now and look. All the male goats mating with the females are streaked, speckled, and molded. For I have seen everything Laban has been doing to you. I am the god of Bithel, where you anointed a standing stone with oil, where you vowed your vow to me. Now get up, get out of this land, and return to the land where you were born. Rachel and Leah answered him, We no longer have any inheritance from our father's possessions. And he considers us foreigners, since he has sold us. Moreover, he has consumed everything he received in exchange for us. Nevertheless, the wealth which God has taken away from our Father has become ours and our children's anyway. So whatever God has told you to do, do. Then Jacob got up, put his sons and wives on the camels, and carried off all his livestock along with all the riches he had accumulated, the livestock in his possession, which 
he had acquired at Padan Aram to go to Isaac, his father, in the land of Canaan. Now Laban had gone to shear his sheep, so Rachel stole the household idols that belonged to her father. And Jacob outwitted Laban, the Aramite, by not telling him of his intended flight. So he fled with everything he had. He departed, crossed the Euphrates River, and set out for the hill country of Gilead. Not until the third day was Laban told that Jacob had fled. Laban took his kinsmen with him and spent the next seven days pursuing Jacob, overtaking him in the hill country of Gilead. But God came to Laban the Amorai in a dream that night and said to him, Be careful that you don't say anything to Jacob, either good or bad. When Laban caught up with Jacob, Jacob had set up camp in the hill country. So Laban and his kinsmen set up camp in the hill country of Gilead. Laban said to Jacob, What do you mean by deceiving me and carrying off my daughters as if they were captives taken in war? Why did you plead in secret and deceive me and not tell me? I would have sent you off with joy and singing to the music of tambourines and lyres. You didn't even let me kiss my sons and daughters goodbye. What a stupid thing to do. I have it in my power to do you harm. But the God of your father spoke to me last night and said, Be careful that you don't say anything to Jacob, either good or bad. Granted that you had to leave because you longed so deeply for your father's house. But why did you steal my God? Jacob answered Laban, Because I was afraid. I said, Suppose you take your daughters away from me by force. But if you find your gods with someone, that person will not remain alive. So with our kinsmen to witness, if you spot anything that I have which belongs to you, take it back. Jacob did not know that Rachel had stolen them. Laban went into Jacob's tent, then into Leah's tent, and into the tent of the two slave girls, but he did not find them. He left Leah's tent and entered Rachel's tent. Now Rachel had taken the household gods, put them in the saddle of the camel, and was sitting on them. Laban felt all around the tent, but did not find them. She said to her father, Please, don't be angry that I'm not getting up in your presence, but it's the time of my period. So he searched, but he didn't find the household gods. Then Jacob became angry and started arguing with Laban. What have I done wrong, he demanded. What is my offense that you have come after me in hot pursuit? You have felt around in all my stuff, but what have you found of all my, all your household goods? Put it here in front of my kinsmen and yours so that they can render judgment between the two of us. I've been with you for these 20 years. Your female sheep and goats haven't aborted their young, and I haven't eaten the male animals in your flocks. If one of your flock was destroyed by a wild animal, I didn't bring the carcass to you, but bore the loss myself. You demanded that I compensate you for any animal stolen 
whether by day or by night. Here's how it was for me. During the day, thirst consumed me, and at night the cold. My sleep fled from my eyes. These 20 years I've been in your house, I served you 14 years for your two daughters and six years for your flock, and you changed my wages 10 times. If the God of my father, the God of Abraham, the one whom Isaac fears, had not been on my side, by now you would have certainly have already sent me away with nothing. God has seen how distressed I've been and how hard I've worked. And last night he passed judgment in my favor. Laban answered Jacob, The daughters are mine, the children are mine, the flocks are mine, and everything you see is mine. But what can I do today about these daughters of mine, or the children they have born? So now come, let's make a covenant, I and you, and let it stand as a testimony between you and me. Jacob took a stone and set it upright as a standing stone. Then Jacob said to his kinsmen, gather some stones. And they took stones, made a pile of them, and ate there by the pile of stones. Laban called it Yagar Shahadawa, pile of witness in Aramaic, Matic. While Jacob called it Gal Ed, pile of witness in Hebrew. And Laban said, this pile witnesses between me and you today. This is why it is called Gal-Ed, and also Hamitzbah, the watchtower, because he said, May Adonai watch between me and you when we are apart from each other. If you cause pain to my daughters, or if you take wives in addition to my daughters, then even if no one is there with us, still God is witness between me and you. And Laban also said to Jacob, here is this pile, and here is this standing stone, which I have set up between me and you. May this pile be a witness, and may the standing stone be a witness, that I will not pass beyond this pile to you, and you will not pass beyond this pile and this standing stone to me to cause harm. May the God of Abraham and also the God of Nacor, the God of their father, judge between us. But Jacob swore by the one his father Isaac feared. Jacob offered a sacrifice on the mountain and invited his kinsmen to, to the meal. They ate the food and spent the whole night on the mountain. Early in the morning, Laban got up kissed his sons and daughters and blessed them. 
Then Laban left and returned to his own place. Jacob went on his way, and the angels of God met him. When Jacob saw them, he said, This is God's camp, and called that place Machanagan, two camps. And then we have Hosea, page 720. Hosea 12, 13 through 14, 10. Jacob fled to the land of Aram. There Israel slaved to win a wife. For a wife he tended sheep by a prophet Adonai brought Israel up from Egypt. And by a prophet he was protected. Ephraim has given bitter provocation. So the penalty for his bloodshed will be thrown down on him. And his Lord will repay him for his insult. When Ephraim spoke, there was trembling. But he was a power in Israel. But when he incurred guilt through Baal, he died. So now they keep adding sin to sin, casting images from their silver idols they invent for themselves, all of them the work of craftsmen. Sacrifice to them, they say. Men give kisses to calves. Therefore they will be like a morning cloud, like the dew that just disappears early, like chaff blown by the wind from the threshing floor, or like smoke that goes out the window. Still I am Adonai your God from the land of Egypt. And you know any God, but and you don't know any God but me, or other than me, any Savior. I knew you in the desert, in a land of terrible drought. When they were fed, they were satisfied. When satisfied, they became proud. Therefore, they forgot me. So now I've become like a lion to them, like a leopard I will lurk by the road. I will meet them like a bear whose cubs have been taken away. I will tear their hearts from their bodies. I will devour them there like a lion, like a wild animal ripping them up. It is your destruction, Israel, although your help is in me. So now where is your king to save you all in your cities? Where are your judges of whom you said, give me a king and the leaders? I gave you a king in my anger, and in my fury, I took him away. Ephraim's guilt had been wrapped up. His sin is stored away. The pain of being born will come to him, but he is an unwise son. The time has come, and he shouldn't delay. There at the mouth of the womb, should I ransom them from the power of Sheol? Should I redeem them from death? Where are your plagues, death? Where is your destruction, Sheol? My eyes are closed to compassion. For though he flourishes among the reeds, an east wind will come. A wind from Adonai blowing up from the desert. Then his water source will dry up 
then his spring will fail. It will plunder his treasury, removing every precious thing. Samaria will bear her guilt, for she has rebelled against her God. They will fall by the sword. Their little ones will be dashed to pieces and their pregnant women ripped open. Return Israel to Adonai your God, for your guilt has made you stumble. Take words with you and return to Adonai. Say to him, forgive all guilt and accept what is good. We will pay instead of bulls the offerings of our lips. Asher will not save us. We will not ride on horses and we will no longer call what we made with our hands our gods. But it is only in you that the fatherless can find mercy. I will heal their disloyalty. I will love them freely, for my anger has turned from him. I will be like dew to Israel. He will blossom like a lily and strike roots like the Lebanon. His branches will spread out. His beauty be like an olive tree and his fragrance like the Lebanon. Again, they will live in his shade and raise grain. They will blossom like a vine, and its aroma will be like the wine of the Lebanon. Ephraim will say, What have I to do any more with idols? And I, I answer and affirm him. I am like a fresh green cypress tree. Your fruitfulness comes from me. Let the wise understand these things and let the discerning know them. For the ways of Adonai are straight and the righteous walk in them, but in them sinners stumble. Now we have John 1. 19 through 51, and that is page 1330. Here's John's testimony. When the Judeans sent Cohen and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He was very straightforward and stated clearly, I am not the Messiah. Then who are you? they asked him. Are you Elijah? No, I am not, he said. Are you the prophet, the one we're expecting? No, he replied. So they said to him, Who are you? So that we can give an answer to the people who sent us. What do you have to say about yourself? He answered in the words of Isaiah the prophet. I am the voice of someone crying out. In the desert, make the way of Adonai straight. Some of those who had been sent were Pharisees. They asked him, If you are neither the Messiah, nor Elijah, nor the prophet, then why are you immersing people? To them John replied, I am immersing people in water, but among you is standing someone whom you do not know. He is the one coming after me. I'm not good enough even to untie his sandal. All this took place in Bet Aniah, east of Jordan, where John was immersing. Page 
The next day, Jonathan saw Yeshua coming toward him and said, Look, God's lamb, the one who is taking away the sin of the world. This is the man I was talking about when I said, After me is coming someone who has come to rank above me because he existed before me. I myself did not know who he was, but the reason I came immersing with water was so that he might be made known to Israel. Then Jonathan gave his test, this testimony. I saw the Spirit coming down from heaven like a dove and remaining on him. I myself did not know who he was, but the one who sent me to immerse in water said to me, The one on whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining, this is the one who immerses in the Rachel Kadesh, the Holy Spirit, that is. And I have seen and borne witness that this is the Son of God. The next day, John was again standing with two of his disciples. On seeing Yeshua walking by, he said, Look, God's lamb. His two disciples heard him speaking, and they followed Yeshua. Yeshua turned and saw them following him, and he asked them, What are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come and see. So they went and saw where he was staying and remained his, with him the rest of the day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two who had heard John and had followed Yeshua was Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter. The first thing he did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, We found the Messiah. The word means one who has been anointed. He took him to Yeshua. Looking at him, Yeshua said, You are Simon Bar Jonathan. You will be known as Kepha. The name means rock, and we also know Kepha as Peter. The next day, having decided to leave for the Galilee, Yeshua found Philip and said, Follow me. Philip was from Bait Zadadai, the town where Andrew and Peter lived. Peter found Nathaniel and told him, We found the one that Moses wrote about in the Torah, also the prophet. It's Yeshua ben Joseph from Nazareth. Nathan answered him, Nazareth? Can anything good come from there? Come and see, Philip said to him. Yeshua saw Nathanael coming toward him and remarked about him. Here's a true son of Israel. Nothing false in him. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Yeshua answered him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael said, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Yeshua answered him, You believe all this just because I saw you under a fig tree? You will see greater things than that. Then he said to him, Yes, indeed. I tell you that you will see heaven opened and the angels of God going up and coming down on the Son of Man.
Thank you, Father God, for a great parashah today. Oh, we humble ourselves before you as we give you praise and thank you for all the wonders that you show us on a daily basis. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. Amen. Very good.